You're listening to episode 278 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here, and today's guest is so special. We're speaking to a client of mine and also a friend at this point, Gilad Hanina, who is a young and incredibly inspiring entrepreneur from Israel. He's the founder of AOS Media and the Awareness of Success podcast, which I was honored to be featured on as well. He's just doing an incredible job over there. And we're speaking to Gilad about his his journey, not only a little bit through life, but also in how he has built up his business while managing some, you know, there was some potentially tough family dynamics that influenced Gilad and helped to really propel him towards entrepreneurship. Even when he didn't know anything about building up a company, he didn't even speak English a couple of years ago, really, when he started, despite now having an almost entirely English speaking main client base, which is just incredible. Um, he's talking to us about the impact of a relationship ending on both his life and his business and how it helped him shift direction in unexpected ways, um, coping me- mechanisms and work-life balance, which is something that so many of us struggle with. We're talking about why it's so important to come up with your own unique definition of success and being super, super clear on your core values and how he has managed a ton of rejection along the way and continued forward despite all of the no's. This is really important because this is something that so many of us use as an excuse to hide behind before we ever move forward in any direction is that we can often feel so terrified of rejection and to hear Gilad's story about how he has moved through that and how he has continued to carry on despite all of that and and changed his circumstances in massive, massive ways is incredibly inspiring. So we're going to be talking all about uh, success, what it means to you, how Gilad has built that up for himself. And I can't wait for you to get to meet him because he's just an incredible, bright, shining light. So let's dive in. So welcome to the Room to Grow podcast. Gilad Hanina, I'm so excited to have you on. And you and I um, connected. It was really funny. You posted in a Facebook group asking about uh, podcast coaching and one of my students recommended me to you and we connected and it was just seemed like such a great fit and I've just so enjoyed working with you so thank you for coming on (laughs) for sure thank you for having me Uh, appreciate it a lot (laughs) so tell us a little bit about you because you the first time you told me your story I was just really blown away at Mm -hmm. how how far you've come in such a short period of time like how far you've come in general but then multiply that out by what you've accomplished in, in an incredibly short period of time. So tell us a little bit more about what that's looked like for you. Yeah, hundred percent. So like, um, I guess my story begins when I, uh, first thing I'm from Israel. So my story begins when I joined the army at the age of 19, um, in Israel, you have to join the army 
uh, every man and women, they, uh, they kind of, they join at the age of 18. And I kind of joined a little bit later. I studied mechanical engineering uh, before I joined. So I was 18 and I grew up here in Israel. It's like a small, a small town. I'm coming from, from, I would say, a poor family. It's not like we, we missed anything. It's just we didn't have, have more than we needed, I would say. And, um, and uh, my parents got divorced at the age of, of three years old. So I grew up without a father. And I didn't, I didn't have any business experience. I didn't, I didn't knew kind of my life direction. And then I joined the, the army. And in the army, you make a lot less money. You make, uh, you make around like $200 a month. The army support everything you need. But, um, but I wanted more than that. And, um, and I actually started an online business. I, I just, you know, some, one time I saw an ad on Facebook. It's like, uh, learn how to make money with eBay dropshipping. And while I was just joining the army and the army is, is intense. It's really intense. Like you, it's hard for me to describe, but you, you are working like 24 seven there. You barely get, get back home and, and it's very intense, but I decided, Hey, I'm just going to use my free time when I have it to grow to grow up a business. And back then I didn't even knew how to speak properly in English. Like I, I just had my English from, it's my second language, right? So I had my English from, from the schooling that I did, but I didn't know how to like communicate and speak properly like I'm doing today, I would say. So I basically started a business and two years down the road, I actually made it very, very successful business. Like I had two uh, virtual assistant and few stores and I would make, uh, and I would earn a really nice amount of money. And I was able to like support many, many people with, with the stores that I was building, delivering them uh, their products. But then what happened is like after two years, and by the way, this experience of like creating this, my first online business was like incredible. I learned so much. And, and in this time period, I also got into personal development. So I learned so much from books and I did like, I developed myself as a person. I learned English and I learned uh, a ton of things. I wouldn't get into it, but it was, it was a huge experience. But then after two years, I decided, hey, I want to close this business because I, I feel like it's time to grow. It's time to learn like another thing. It's time to, I wanted to learn more about marketing. I, as I went through like the online business space, I, I understood uh, there is so much more to learn. So basically what I did is um, I closed this business. I also like had a relationship breakup of like three years with my girlfriend. We, we, uh, we finished the relationship and I was kind of devastated. Um, and, and, uh, it, it, it lowered my motivation to kind of keep the business running. So I basically just closed the business and I started searching for my next, uh, my next opportunities. So I, I, I tried many different things. And one of them was like the, maybe the smallest side hustle was, um, let's start a brand that's going to be all about personal development because I'm learning so much, um, on how to develop as a person. Um, let's just share this knowledge. And that's how I opened my first Instagram account, Awareness of Success. And this got me into the world space of like learning how to grow Instagram pages. And, uh, and I was pretty successful at it. Like, you know, a few months later, I was working with a lot of like um, people, brands, helping them scale and grow their brands like I was able to grow mine. And like two, three years down the road where we are today, I was able to finish the army, uh, scale the company to... Um, I, I would, I would say scale massively the company while I was still at the army, but then finish the army, grow the, the company from like being on my own, just on the company to just having 11 employees now working with like high level entrepreneurs, delivering them, uh, all the help they needed with their brands. And that's like what I'm doing today is like, I was able to grow the company 
and moving kind of right now to the next phase, which is also launching my podcast, the Awareness of Success podcast, which is kind of the next level of like me sharing um, the, all the, the personal growth that I was having. So yeah, that's, that's basically it. What a beautiful story. And, and I love that too, how you've really leveraged this huge amount of personal growth that you've gone through, because that, that really is a huge part of entrepreneurship. Every entrepreneur I've ever spoken to has said that. And I certainly agree with it, that it yeah. really forces you into uh, situations and circumstances that really push you to grow in, in a huge new way. And it's scary. Like you're, you're putting yourself out there. There's an inherent vulnerability in entrepreneurship when you're, you're putting yourself in the line for rejection and all of these mm -hmm. different things all the time. And you, one of the things that I appreciate about your story is that, you know, you started in one place, but you've ended up somewhere very different. And that's, yeah. that's pretty common. I find when I talk to entrepreneurs and yet even those of us in the business still have, I think some lingering ideas of, okay, if I go down this path, then I need to stick with this path. And I've certainly experienced that as well, but you, you really seem to have adapted and found ways to be very resilient in business as these other things were happening and coming up and recognizing, okay, this maybe isn't the right fit. Let's go down a different pathway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, and it's actually super weird. Like, you know, for me, um, I was on the path to becoming a mechanical engineer and I, I joined the army and I was like working and I surprisingly like out of nothing, I started like speaking in English. I started like doing business in English and all my friends, family, people around me at the army, there's like, who is this guy? Why <laughs> is he talking? They hear me on the phone. Like, why is he talking in English with clients? Why, why is he doing things like that? And it's like, it's super, it's super putting you in a place where it's not comfortable, of course, like doing that. And um, yeah, I mean, what I've realized is like, you're never going to start with the best thing that you're going to do. You just have to start and figure out your way as you go. And you will always have to, to change, adapt. It's, it's part of the process. I, I love that so much. And, and there's a couple things that you and I have talked about sort of off, um, off air <laughs> where <laughs> you had sort of mentioned, I think at one point that one of the reasons why your, that, that one relationship ended was because you sort of felt misunderstood. And I'd love to dig into that a little bit more because just, and, and I, I want you to explain this, but just strictly from, from my very base level understanding, it's that you were kind of having some difficulty because that was also when you were still in the army. So you weren't often getting to see each other very often too. And that's, that's a big struggle for a lot of people just in terms of the work-life balance. Now your yeah. situation was a little bit more extreme, obviously, but did that kind of contribute to you feeling sort of somewhat misunderstood? So I didn't have at all a work-life balance. Like mm. uh, just imagine uh, a soldier serving in the army. I would go home like maybe two times a month for two days each time. So I was, I was going back home for four days a month. In these four days, I had all my free time in the world to work on my business, which I did. And I had to also um, see my girlfriend, which I also did. So that was like the, the two main things and see my friends, which I most of the time didn't even got the chance to see them. And I always like, mostly prioritize uh, my relationship and my girlfriend so of course it was it was tough and um, it was hard to manage I, I don't think this was like the reason for us breaking up it, it's a lot more complex than that um, it, it's it, it actually came from her side but um, overall I didn't I didn't have any like work-life balance I would call it uh, in this in this specific time frame 
Yeah. And what does, to you, what does work-life balance even mean? Because everyone has a, a different definition. And yeah. I feel like for a lot of us, this is also very closely potentially tied to our own personal definition of success as well. And mm. you talk a huge amount about that, both in, you know, in your brand and, and on your podcast. So what does both your definition of success look like? And what does your definition of work-life balance look like? 100%. So this is actually a great question because just if I'm going back to the army, I, I was able to create a massive business just by when I'm, I was still in the army. And I did that because I, I didn't have work-life balance, to be honest. I, I just worked and worked every single uh, minute that I had free. Now, what happened is I finished the army and I got, um, I, I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing that's going to happen to me. I'm just going to work. I'm going to have so much time to work now. I'm going to scale this business massively. And I did what I, what I knew best. I just kept working and I, I was used to working 24 seven. And, and then I burned out after two weeks because what happened is like, I, I had suddenly the 24 hours in a day and I just used all the time. I was awake to work as I'm used to. And then after two weeks, I was like, oh my God, I don't know nothing. Like, I don't know how can I continue? I was depressed. I didn't know how, if I'm going to even get the business to succeed because I didn't know how to operate on a, on a full-time entrepreneurship scale, I would say. So that's when I actually decided I need a work-life balance. I need to start understanding what's going to look like for me. So for me, it is actually a few things. One, it's, um, it's, it's to, to, it's to create the balance, as it sounds, between the business life to the personal life and to the family life, which is the most important things. Now, in the, in the family life, I include also the things that you do for yourself, just like, you know, um, working out, eating healthy, meeting friends, for example. It's things that you need to do for yourself. So my work-life balance looks like is um, I have one day, which is uh, Saturday. In Israel, it's the Shabbat that I don't work. I'm not, I'm not religion, but in, in Saturday, I just don't work for one day. So I get to, you know, do whatever I want, rest, meet uh, friends, family, um, uh, hang out with my girlfriend. So that, that's, that's one thing. And then uh, I, I take care of myself every day. So I have a morning routine when I, that I dedicate like two hours every single day uh, on me. So I get up, I, I take a cold shower, I, do, I work out, um, I, I read a book, I journal and um and I, I i have my morning affirmation so like i'm doing things for me that would allow me to grow as a person and as a business owner even when the everything in the business is crazy even when i don't have a time so like if if i need to start my day at 7 a.m i would wake up at 5 a.m to have my routine done so then i can focus most of my of most of my day on my business and um and and during that day i still make sure that i clear up time for like you know resting uh, for for some time when I need it, like I think it's it's the the, the most important thing to understand when talking about work life balance is that it's not about the short term gains that you're gonna do. Let's say you're gonna put all your energy in like scaling the business, for example, or like whatever you're focusing on, and it's about it's about thinking the long term. How can I consistently keep doing what I do best, what I love to do, and not burn out and still enjoy? everything that I love while growing. Like I, I just, I just talked to this uh, person who is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dedicate my next 10 years into just the business. So then the rest of my life I'm done. And I'm like, you can die tomorrow. Like you need to enjoy also right now. So that's what I feel about it. I, I think it, I really appreciate you bringing that up because I think that the, the tides are shifting on that a little bit, but I do think that there's still this 
sort of underlying idea, maybe it's that it's sort of a, an employee mindset as opposed mm-hmm. to more of an entrepreneurial mindset that just to, to work and work and work and then hope that one day there's enough, not only money, but time to do the things that we want to do. Yeah. And I, I think that there just has to be so much more infused into our everyday life of creating a life that you love, not looking ahead to one day hope that you might be able to have that because it's not, nothing is promised. Like, like tomorrow is not promised. You could maybe not wake up tomorrow. Right. And mm-hmm. every day is such a gift. And, and I, I think it doesn't mean that we get to do whatever we want and like, just like play all day. But <laughs> it's sort of, I think more about cultivating like a sense of meaning and purpose and infusing that into each and every day. Yes. And, and, and you need to, to actually like uh, constantly do it. Like it's, it's about understanding, Hey, this is how I want to live my life. Because if you choose, if you are not choosing a way, then you can just get dragged with life. Like, you know, business is crazy right now, or like even the, the work as an employee, it's crazy. So you just drag in all your energy into that. And if you're not intentionally putting focus on, Hey, I need to take care of myself. I need to make sure like, uh, I do the things I love doing. I, I meet the people I want to meet and, uh, I make sure to do that on a certain level that can, I can still operate, um, and, and continue like accomplishing my goals. It's important to intentionally like do it because if you don't, you are just gonna draft through life and you're not, maybe you will, you will have it and maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you have such an incredible work ethic at Gilad, like what, what is it that drives you? What is it that, Mm. that, um, that gives you the drive that you have to work as hard as you do and to put in all of the effort and energy to have built up this, this company, especially at such a young age? That's a really good question. And, and it's actually always changing for me, but what I've realized is like, when I was in the army, I was in extreme pain. It's, it's hard for me to describe, but I, I wasn't a fit for where I was. And I served for three and a half years and I did a really meaningful service, but I, I was in extreme pain because I was getting into entrepreneurship. I learned all these things that I can do now and, and I'm a soldier and I get treated like a soldier. So I was in extreme pain and I, I decided I, I, I want to do better for myself in different areas. So then... Um, at first, at the first three and a half years, it was, I just want to create a better life for myself. And I'm just going to put all the energy to do so. I had a huge desire to create it. Um, it's like my parents got divorced when I was three years old and I grew up without a father. Like I, I was seeing him maybe, you know, from time to time and, um, especially growing up and, um, and, uh, and my mother is, she's like, worked all her life, like at a minimum wage to kind of support me and my sister. And I, I knew even as a teenager, I remember myself is like, I don't want to live like that. I want to, I want to, I want to do better. I want to be able to support my family better um, and not worry all the time about money or about like things like that. So that's, that's where the drive came. But then finishing the army, uh, I, I'm not in pain anymore. I feel in, a, uh, I live in abundance. I have everything I need. I was able to create a very successful business. So like, how do I keep pushing? How, how do I, how do I keep my, my passion up, right? Because desire is a huge word for me. Desire is like what got me to, to succeed in business. So um, I love this exercise, um, the seven level dips of asking yourself the question of why, like, why do you do what, what, what you do? So that's what I actually did on, on January um, two years ago 
when I finished Armin. I, and I was like, a few months after I finished, I was like, um, let's, uh, let's, let's understand this. And what I did is I asked myself the question of why, why am I doing what I'm doing? And then to this answer, I asked again, why? And then why? So you go seven level dips. And like my, my seven level of why was that I want to be able to support my family and, my, and the future kids that I'm going to have um, and give them everything that I didn't have as a, as a kid growing up. Uh, I want to give them better education. I want to give them everything they uh, they would want. But I also want to give them everything that I I also had. So it's like a combination of like, I really love how I grew up. So I want to be able to just be able to support my family um, in the biggest way that I, I could do. And that means like even educating myself and becoming the best person of myself. So if the best, if I'm going to become the best Gilad, I will be able to bring best Gilad to my kids, to my family. And then I also went like, you know, another, another seven levels deep. So my 14 level, which was the last level I went. Yeah. And this is crazy. This is like literally how you find your, your desire. So um, the 14 level was that um, I was able to change my circumstances and create a better life for myself. And I truly believe I was able to do it by following a specific patterns, habits, and mindsets that I was able to learn and educate myself on how to do them. And I truly believe anyone can do it. So I decided, hey, I, I, my 14 level was I want to be able to help other people change their circumstances like I was able to change mine and that's like my biggest drive to kind of keep growing as a person and as a business owner so I can always keep helping more people if that makes sense that makes perfect sense that that's really beautifully put and I always I always appreciate someone who is coming from a place of impact and yeah. you are definitely coming from a place of wanting to have a really positive impact not only on those closest to you but also on, on the other people that you can touch through your business as well to completely change other people's circumstances the way you have done as well. Tell yeah. me, tell me a little bit more about um, the, the pain that you were in when you were in the army. What, what was it that was sort of the, the cause of that? And how did you sort of, did you kind of have like, like a moment of clarity where you kind of realized that you were in such pain, like almost like a wake up moment, or were you just sort of like very conscious of being in pain the entire time? So it's a really good question. So the thing is like the first, the first two years in the army, they, I was, I wasn't in, in a, in a huge pain because I, I joined the army wanting to serve, wanting to support my country. And like, you know, I, I, I suffered, you know, everything that's happening because I'm like, okay, this is, uh, this is what I need to do. And that's fine. And I became, I was like, um, uh, I, I get, I got like, I don't know how to say that in English actually, but I got like, a, um, hmm, like, I wouldn't say a prize, like, um, you know, this, um, I was on a stage, you know, for being the best soldier at a time and like things an like that or something an award. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. And I, yeah, and, and I was really driven to also, you know, be successful as a soldier. But then what happened after like around two years is, um, is, is I understood that I'm not going to finish the army soon. I, I, I was supposed to finish like after um, two years and, and eight months, but they wanted me and I, I had a contract because I studied before the army to do another year and a half. And then I started to understand I'm not going to finish in, in about like a year from now. I'm going to finish in two and a half years and I don't want to do it. Like in the army, they, they tell you what to do every single minute. You cannot choose and you cannot go home and you cannot, you cannot do what you want. You're a soldier. 
and for me it was it was very very difficult it was very very difficult and um and i was already creating a business i saw my future there and it's kind of i i started to understand hey this is stopping me from from you know becoming the person i want to become it's stopping me and um it went a lot more deep deeper than that I, I had a terrible relationship with my commanders and like um they treated me like garbage to be honest and like it's it's very hard to live under these circumstances but they were also very good to me in different areas so it's it was not like um everything was bad or everything was good it was kind of in between but then that that was mostly the pain and then when i realized hey i'm not gonna finish soon in like a year then I decided I started to uh, to to dig deep into that understanding and I started you know talking to a lot of like larger commanders trying to cancel my my contract things like that and it was tough it was tough because they didn't want me because I was uh, an excellent soldier so there's like no way we can give up on you so then the last the next the next year and a half basically was just me um arguing with people and like you know trying to find a way to cancel my year and a half extra which after after that we we agreed on like me staying for eight months and uh and like cut it in half so then uh i i, I accepted this because i didn't have any other choice basically the, the next choice was basically to go to jail which i didn't want to want to get into that area so that's that's how i stayed for another eight months and um and then i finished my service after two and a half years yeah, that's that's a lot, and almost reminds me a little bit. I, when when you were speaking about that, I was reminded that one of my biggest core values, and and I I've talked about this in the podcast before, is freedom. Other mm -hmm. than you know like integrity and and honesty and all of those things, it's it's freedom for me. What do you feel like some of your like top three, for example, core values are both personally and professionally? Hmm. Core values. That's that's a good question. So. Um, I, I don't know if freedom is one of them. Freedom is is, is definitely important for me. Maybe it can be a core value, but uh, definitely if you would ask me when I was in the army, all my dreams was I'm going to finish, I'm going to be an online uh, entrepreneur and I'm going to travel the world and be like a nomad. That's basically <laughs> what I dreamed of. But I think um, my first core value is consistent, um, consistent development consistent growth because like we are all humans and we all have the things we are good at and the things that we are uh, not good at I would say but if we can just have the mindset of like just continuously growing in the areas that we are good but also in the areas that we are bad and accept failure as a lesson and just have that as the, as the mindset and the core principle that you have then you'll be able to overcome everything you go through life and and so that's that's like the first thing that uh, I feel is like super major for me. Um, and uh, I actually don't know what's like, there's so many things other than that, that that would be like the main, the main thing. I think that's a really powerful one because that, that again is like one of my favorite things to talk about is how we can learn and grow from failures. Like, what do you feel like is something that you would, you would have considered at least at the time really felt like a failure? What do I you had, feel I like? Oh no, go ahead. <laughs> I had a huge failure. Like literally yeah. I was, I was uh, almost about to finish the army. My business was already making um, five figures a month, which is a lot for an army soldier. And then I'm, I'm, I'm still alone at my business. And I'm like, um, at one moment, um, I, 
I like the algorithm was changed and I failed a lot of clients and there were like a lot of errors. And it's like, I literally understood, Hey, my business is done. It's like, I, I, I remember like walking with, with my best friend, like taking a walk just to clear my mind. He's actually working with me at the, at the, at the agency now for like almost a year now, but I was walking with him and I was like, the business is done. And he's like, yeah, you will have to, to go and be, and be a mechanical engineer. When you finish the army, you cannot be an entrepreneur. Like, you know, it's done. You, you, you gotta have an income. And I remember it so clearly, like how everything was failing, like, um, problems with the clients problems with like companies working with and it's like uh, with the algorithms i just didn't saw a way for the business to to succeed and like keep keep pushing i would say and and it was it was like i, I can't describe the feeling of like thinking i'm gonna go and become an an employee as a mechanical engineer it's it's what i didn't want to do I, all my life, I planned to do it, but as I learned, hey, I can do different things that I actually love, is I didn't want to do it. But I started to have this feeling, hey, this is what's going to happen. And I actually finished the, the walk with him for like two hours with this understanding, this might be the thing that I need to do. But then I went back home, I was thinking about it, the business is done, basically. And I'm like, no, it's not done. I'm sitting on my computer and I'm like, somehow it's going to be fine. It's going to, everything is going to pass. And, and I'm going to learn from everything that's happened. And uh, I actually, I do remember how everything was getting back into normal. It, it wasn't just getting back into normal. The algorithm was changing and I couldn't provide any more results for clients. But what I did is I had to learn so many new things, change all the structure of the company, uh, find new ways to deliver results for clients. I worked literally for a few months just to, you know, to get everything in order, but then after that, the company thrived, like, like seriously thrived. And this, this was the, the biggest, uh, maybe the biggest failure. I don't know. I don't remember if it's the biggest, but it was a huge failure. But I could, I, at, at the same moment that I decided I'm going to do it, I could, I could have said, I have to give up. It's, like, it's done. It's basically done. So, so for me, that's the mindset of failures and like learning to, to grow from them. And I think once you do it and you get into the habit of doing so, you can also um, start having the confidence in failures. Like the more failures you have that you are actually able to grow from, uh, I have more confidence in the next thing that failed. And I, and I have many, many, many things that failed, project, things like that. But I, I always know this is a part of the path. This is the part of what I'm supposed to do to become the person I need and want to become, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And, and I, I love that you're bringing this up about like the more failures you have, that it actually gives you confidence because then you can have those moments of going, yeah, it's okay. I've been here before. I survived that too. I will also survive this. And I only know that because I survived everything else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't yet, just, you know, look on all the other successful entrepreneurs. They've survived many failures like and you know the failure i just described it was maybe a failure that i was able to rise up from but there are failures that you just you know they they basically kill you but you know time goes by and you and you keep pushing and you create something new it's fine like this is part of the process yeah yeah oh my gosh i could not agree more i totally totally agree um Tell me, it is was there, did you ever have a moment, and it might be the one that you just described, but did you ever have a moment where you felt like looking back now, you knew that everything changed, like everything you knew to be true had changed for you? 
Hmm. Have you ever had a moment like that? I'm sure. I'm sure I had. Um, it's a good question. Like everything changes. Like um, I. I think first thing is like when I first started to make money online, when I had like the first eBay business is like beforehand, before that, before I joined the army, I had like a lot of jobs. Okay. I, I was like working at McDonald's and like, you know, another 20 jobs since I was like 14, 15, maybe. And when I started making money online, um, with like the dropshipping business, I started to make a lot more money with way less effort. Like I was working 16 hours a day on the army. Um, and I will still make more money than I would do on my job while I, I work like, you know, full times on the, on, the, on the summer vacations or something. And this was a huge moment for me uh, with like understanding I can do better. Like there is a way to do better. Like I, I remember even like understanding that I'm going to be a mechanical engineer and I'm going to have these lucrative, you know, positions at like a large company and I'm going to make, you know, um, really large amounts of money. Back then, that's what I thought. But then when I started making online business happen, I was like, this is, this is nothing compared to what I can do with potentially. So the, I think this was a huge realization, just understanding the potential possible if you re really focus on, on, you know, on things that have this potential to kind of grow, I think. What, what gave you the idea for entrepreneurship in, in the first place? Like, what was that modeled for you somehow? I mean, obviously it wasn't in, in your personal life because you're, you're sort of like first generation entrepreneur in, in yeah. that, in that respect, but was there a particular person or idea that was planted or something that even gave you the idea in the first place? So actually, yes, it's, it's, um, it's super far away, but it's also so close. Like, you know, um, I have an uncle, he's like my, the, the brother of my mother. And, uh, I, um, he, he is a really, really big entrepreneur. I don't know him so well. Like I, uh, I meet him from time to time really. Um, but when I was, this is from stories that I heard, right. I was like around four years old, three years old when my parents got divorced and my mother, uh, my father left and my mother got into huge debt, like a huge, uh, we, we almost didn't have food. And, uh, he came to visit and he saw my mother, uh, the way that she was. And he, and he, and he just paid off all the debt, which was, was a lot of money back then. And he make, he made sure that we're going to head and have everything that we needed. And I was like three, four years old. So like, uh, I heard this story, of course. And then, uh, as growing up, I always heard about the, uh, the uncle and like what he's doing. And he, he didn't like study too good at school and he didn't have a degree or anything like that, but he always was like very, very, very successful, like very successful. Like, uh, and, um, and I think it's like growing up, I was like, I want to be this, this person, you know, who can support. So I don't know if this is literally what got me into, into entrepreneurship, probably not, but it's definitely was like planted the seed in my mind that, you know, things are possible. And it's that possibilities part that is so important because there's so many of us that, that don't necessarily recognize the possibilities if we don't see them right in front of us. This is partly why things like diversity and inclusion are so important to be able to see not only other people doing things that, that, you know, that show us the possibilities overall, but to see people who are kind of like us, like that we can identify with in some way, other people who look like us, sound like us, yeah. talk like us, um, have similar experiences to us. And we have to see that in order to make, make the mental connection like, oh, okay, it's not just for those people, whoever those people are, yeah. I could actually do this too. Like if they can do it, I can do it too. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. And that that's where like branding comes in. That's exactly what we do at the agency. It's like, uh, because if you can find people who, who are like similar to you, of course, and you can relate to them and you see that they, they did it or like they were able to do it in different areas. It doesn't have to be a business like relationship wise, fitness wise, uh, anything you want to accomplish, you can relate to people who was like in the same situation. They were able to create something better for themselves. It gives you inspiration and not just inspiration, but like this is possible, but then this is how I can do it. If I can just, you know, model this person, model that person, learn from them. So that's, that's what it's all about for sure. And all it takes is that, that little seed to yes. realize that you can grow into whatever, whatever that thing is that you want. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Oh my gosh, Gila, this has just been amazing. Is there anything else that, that you want to add that you feel like people could benefit from? Cause you have, you have so much knowledge in terms of personal development and everything else. Like, is there anything that, uh, that's really lighting you up right now or anything like that, that you want to share? Yeah, I think, um, I think something is like, I'm sure all of, all of your like audience is really passionate about like growing as a person and like personal development. And there is this quote by Jim Rohn. I love Jim Rohn. He's like my favorite mentor. And like he said, um, your level of success would rarely exceed your level of personal development because success is something you attract by the person you become. So I think this is huge. It's, it's like, it's hard to understand how huge it is. Success is something you attract by the person you become. Like all of us have goals and we have the things that we want to accomplish and we can always focus on like accomplishing these things, but we always have to remember that we have these things that we want to accomplish um, because we are not, uh, we, we are right now, we are not the person who can accomplish these things. Like if you would, if I, Gilad, would be the person who can accomplish the goals that I have for like, you know, five years from now, I would probably accomplish them by now because I could do it, but I can't. So to accomplish these things that I want to accomplish, I have to become this person who can accomplish them. So I think something huge to understand and like do reflection, um, everyone with with himself um, is like, how can I become this person? Who is this person who accomplished these things that I want to accomplish? And then set like um, a plan of like, how can I become this person? That's, that's is all I'm all about. It's like, I'm daily trying to become this person that I know would be the Gilad that I want to become. And that's how I attract. And I, I keep, I keep accomplishing more and more business and also personal life wise. So I think this is this is a huge thing for me, and if uh, if I could share it, then uh, if it can even benefit like one person, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I I love I love that quote that you mentioned. I think that that's really powerful, and also just realizing that massive shifts don't happen overnight. They happen by no. the small things that you do every single day, the small steps that you take that can seem so minuscule at the time, but they add up in huge, massive ways that you can't even see or predict right now. Yes. Yeah. You, you, you don't know how, how much progress you're making until you look like, so like a long time, you know, after and then like, look, oh my God, I made all this like change in like this year, 10 years, month. I don't know. It's like, it's, you can't recognize that as you go through the path, I would say. And I think it's important to take those moments to sort of reflect and realize just how far you've come. I, I did a whole podcast yes. episode about like, you know, the four signs to know that, that you're like progressing and growing yeah, because making a progress. yeah, because it is really important because otherwise we're always looking ahead to the next thing and we're not appreciating where we are right now and how far we've already come before yeah. we get to the next thing. And that can provide a lot of motivation to keep going in and of itself. 
Yes, that's where gratitude comes in. Like daily in my journal, I like I'm, I'm saying like my gratitude for the day, and like part of it is like um, being grateful for the progress you're able to do. If it's uh, if it's a thing that you wanted to accomplish, or even even if it's like for me, one time it was, hey, I wanna be consistent with my morning routines because there were times I wasn't consistent with my habits, and and then once I started to be consistent with it, it's like it's important for me to to tell myself you are consistent, congratulations. Like you are able to, to, to do it for a day now, for two days, for a week, for two weeks. It's important. If, you, if, if I don't look at it, um, I can just take it for granted. And I don't know that I'm making a progress, but this is actually a huge progress. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Gilad, where can we find and connect with you? <laughs> cool. So um, first thing is like, we have the podcast coming. I'm sure this will be released by then. So um, the Awareness of Success podcast, you can find it uh, anywhere like Spotify, uh, iTunes. You can go to awarenessofsuccess.com. And I would love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook. So on Instagram, it's Degilad Hanina, uh, T-H-E-G-I-L-A-D. Uh, you will probably find it Hanina and then also the same name uh, Gilad Hanina on Facebook um, feel free to send me any messages I would love to connect um, and answer any questions um, and um, yeah that's it I love this so much and I always just wrap up with one final question so if you could give people one piece of advice on growing into the best possible version of themselves what would it be hmm growing into the best possible version of themselves um I think this this would be focusing on it. I think so many people they don't focus, and in, and even if they think they do focus, like you know, all of these uh, people, you know, there is a new year, so they put in the goals for like, oh, this is what I'm gonna accomplish in 2021, and you know, January everybody's at the gym, but then but then you know, March nobody's there, for example. So people forget um, to focus on themselves. And uh, it's like I said before, like, you know, if you focus on, on your own growth, you will accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. So um, the piece of advice is would be to create habits that would force you to focus on yourself on, on, the, daily, um, on the daily life. Because um, if you don't have the habits that will actually uh, like force you to focus, like, for example, I have to I have to, right? This is this is the thing that I committed into doing to write in my journal and like meditate every single day. So when I do these things, I focus on myself and I have to do it because I'm doing these things and then that pushes me to do it. Now there's there's a ton of ways to do so. You can you can do many many different things. So just find a way that's going to work for you, that's going to uh, force you to commit into focusing on yourself on on every single day. It can be for 1 minute. It would change your life tremendously. Because if you don't focus, then it will just drift off. You will find yourself the year go by, goes by, two years goes by, and you still haven't focused on your own growth. So yeah, to become the best person of yourself, just consistently focus on that. I think that's fantastic advice, especially in this very noisy, busy world that we're in where it's sort of like squirrel syndrome. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. well, what about that over there? Like the little shiny <laughs> object. So yeah, I think that focus in whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish is really, really powerful advice. So Gila, thank you 100%. so much. This has just been a pleasure and I can't wait for everyone to go check out your podcast and everything that you do. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much to you, Emily. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you everybody for listening. And um, yeah, we'll connect with everybody uh, soon. Thanks. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me, and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you. Bye.